Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. All right. I'm super excited to have my friend Janelle here. Um, We've actually tried this once before at the very beginning and I had some technical difficulties. So we're here for round two and I'm super excited. She's been patient with me doing this again. Um, Janelle is one of my friends that I met at United, show at United conference in Arizona. Um, And we've just become friends through that. Um, We've gone to the conference together a couple of times and our businesses are very similar, but in kind of the same industry, but like different parts of the industry. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Janelle and then I'm going to have her tell you about her as well. So Janelle is the founder of Janelle Joy Private Editing. So she was a photographer for 14 years and she saw that there was a huge need for photo editing. And so she decided to start doing private editing for photographers back in 2016. And now this is where we get really similar. She not only has this editing business where she edits, but she also has a team where um, they edit with her. So she has a whole team that she runs that edits for photographers all over like the world, probably. Right. And um, she helps them upscale their business and create a better client experience. And she helps them just get back their personal life too, which is really awesome. On top of that, she also educates other photographers how to edit and how to um, improve their workflow and all sorts of other things with editing, which is really awesome. And she also does it herself and runs all this. And that's why I feel like we're really similar. And I wanted to bring her on because I, you know, started in photography and then grew my team and then started educating. And she's kind of doing the same thing, building this empire in the editing world, which is really cool and really awesome. She edits for a ton of different styles. She doesn't just have one style. She teaches people how to have consistency and helps them have consistency in their work. She um, teaches people how to have have workflows that get their time back so they're not editing each photo individually. She's teaching them how to batch edit and how to have workflows. And anyways, she has a really awesome business. So Janelle, thanks for being here again. Thank you. I'm so excited. That's, I just love it. We can do as many interviews as you want. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. So I want you to tell us a little bit about you, like your family, um, and kind of what like work looks like for you. Yeah. So I am a mom to three girls. Um, so very busy, uh, my family. So my husband and I actually co-work in the same office space, but we are completely different businesses. So learning to manage all of that. So the chaos of managing two separate businesses, working in the same space, running a family of three, running a team, all of the things, uh, and just like making life as simple as possible, yet making things work. So um, it gets pretty crazy, but also really fun at the same time. And like you said, oh, go ahead. I see your husband's chair back there. He works right there in your office. He works right behind me. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, you know, it, it gets really interesting. There's times where like you can see he's not in his chair because I'm doing this podcast interview. So he's out somewhere else while I can do this interview and he's done his own podcast interview. So we were, we work to we kind of do a dance, I guess is probably the That's best awesome. way to describe it. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, go ahead. So your, um, you have three kids are, the, tell us like if they're in school, if they're at home, how's that working right now with like the pandemic and everything? Okay. So today was the day that my two youngest went back to school full time. So it's kind of a big day today. Um, but previous to that, we've been homeschooling I guess probably the last six months it's been since the pandemic hit. So trying to balance doing the homeschooling and then, 
you know, just making sure my kids have all their needs met. Um, my oldest here who's in high school is actually still at home. She'll be at home for at least for the rest of this semester. So not completely all the way back, but we're getting there little, little by little. Um, but you know, once they're in high school, they usually take care of their schooling. So that was a little bit easier. Whereas my kindergartner, it was like, I was full-time mommy teacher and that's where a hundred percent of my focus went to was with her. Yeah, that is so hard. I read this, um, tweet that kind of went viral the other day that like women are having to like leave their careers because of the pandemic, because it's too hard for them to have school virtually and to be able to manage their school without their moms. Like it just is impossible. And yeah, it's been kicking my butt, the whole kids at home, kids not at home, like going the back and forth and, and trying to be their teacher and their mom and make sure all their needs are, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It so It's insanity, but we, we do what we got to do. You know, there's sometimes where you have to hit pause on certain things and go work on something else. So for the last, definitely for the last four or five months of this pandemic, I've been in more mom mode than I have been in business mode. And that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And Thankfully, I'm able to do that. I have an awesome team who's supportive. And so I've been able to sit down, do the worksheets, make sure my daughter's doing okay. My other daughters are doing okay. So yeah, it's been crazy, a blessing and all of it. It's been nice to have them here, but I'm also very excited for them to be back in school so they can have all their friends and yeah. have a little normalcy again. Definitely. I just think school for the social aspects alone after this lonely pandemic is going to benefit our kids so much oh yeah and their teachers are trained to be teachers I am not trained to be a teacher (laughs) yep exactly okay so tell us about where your journey in like the entrepreneurial that's a really hard word. Have you ever said that with the yol at the end? That's a really hard word. Okay. Tell us how your journey as an entrepreneur, that's better, started. Uh, so honestly, my, my journey started with my oldest and my only one at the time was two. Uh, so she, you know, was two years old and a friend of ours actually took pictures of our family. And you guys, this is when photography was kind of at the cusp of taking off. So this was before it exploded in our photography industry. And so she took pictures and I was blown away. The pictures were amazing. I didn't know what made the blurry background. I thought that was so cool. Um, I just loved, loved, loved it. And so I instantly fell in love and I said, I have to do this. And so I knew if I wanted to do this, it was expensive to start with the, you know, the camera, the lenses, all of the things that come with starting a photography business or even just wanting to have a nice camera. So I knew instantly it was going to be a business, but I had to do this as a business for me to essentially pay for my hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and really at the time I'm a dental hygienist by like degree, like that was what I was working as. Um, it was my college degree. Um, but I had a lot of like health issues, back pain already in my early twenties. And so once I started doing photography, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I was able to shift gears, run photography. And then I did that for about 14 years before I pivoted to that big pivot in 2016 as a private photo editor, and then bringing on the team that I do have and then essentially adding on, I mean, it's like a whole journey, right? So now yeah. I'm, I'm at conferences, I'm speaking at large conferences all over the nation. I'm doing podcasts, I'm offering mentoring, I'm doing educational, I have courses, 
all of the things, but it came in a sequence of events and it didn't just all happen at one time. It was a, a long journey to get to where I'm at. I love that. And that's why I love, I wanted to have you on this podcast because I think a lot of people kind of see where you and I and people like us are at, like, oh, they have a team, they have, they're speaking, they're podcasting. And we all started like bad. We all started in like not knowing anything just as a hobby, just kind of like from the bottom. And I think it just shows that anyone can do anything if they put their mind to it and they take the opportunities that are in front of them and keep going. And I think that's why our similar, our stories are really similar as well is because um, we both started from the hobby and then just kind of gradually built up into these businesses that kind of took us places we probably didn't think we would ever be. Oh no, I never thought I would be speaking on stage and yeah, that was never my initial thought. I just wanted a nice camera <laughs> to take yeah, pictures right? of my two-year-old. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I actually took a class or I actually avoided public speaking in um, college because I was so like, I did not want to get in front of my class and have to like be critiqued and stuff. And it's, so it's just so funny where I'm at now. And it's, it's, I think, um, last time there's a quote that she said, Janelle said last time, do you remember what the quote was? Uh, yes. I had it calligraphied because it is the most perfect quote ever. And I think it's exactly what, um, kind of, we both have done in our business. So the quote that I had, man, this sounds like so smart for me. I don't understand. <laughs> um, it says, allow God to have that bigger picture for you and trust in it. So essentially, I'm, you know, I'm very Christian. I believe, you know, that God is in our path, like Jesus and all of the, all of the beauty that comes with it. And he has been very inten- intentional in my business. And so I never had the big picture. He had a much bigger picture for me. And I knew that I just needed to trust in his bigger picture and in his timing too. So Mm -hmm. back when I started this, it wasn't the timing for me to have a team. It wasn't the timing for me to have um, educational series, uh, be speaking. Now it is. And so just trusting in God, knowing what his, trusting his bigger vision, maybe you won't even see what that is yet. And just having faith in it and trusting his timing. Timing is everything. I love that so much. I've been talking to a couple of my friends this week who have kind of had like big, like feel called to big shifts in their life, whether it's like personal things, like maybe it's time to buy a house or it's like they want to change careers. And I've told both of them that you're not going to know everything. Like, you're not going to be like, this is the house I want. This is everything I want. You have to take one step towards it. And then the next thing will be revealed to you. And then one more step towards it. And I, that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, we don't know the bigger picture, but we're taking steps towards you know, what we're feeling called to do. And then these doors open for us every time. And it's really powerful and amazing to just watch your business grow before your eyes without even planning on it or, or dreaming of it. It's crazy. It is. And just having that faith that he's going to help you and you're still going to make mistakes. That's Mm -hmm. not, that's not going to go away. The mistakes are what help you grow and the mistakes are, are there for you to learn from and pivot from and all of those things. And so I think just for me, starting every day um, in prayer and in scripture and just opening my life to kind of be open to mm-hmm. understanding where I need to go and feeling the, those feelings of impressions that I do get. I love that. Okay. So we kind of talked about this already with school being 
like crazy this last little bit and homeschooling and whatever, but before the pandemic or even through the pandemic, how have you balanced like growing your family at the same time of, as growing this awesome business? Uh, imperfectly. That's like my word that I always use. And I think that's a great word because balance is difficult. So there's going to be times where I feel like things are imperfectly balanced and that's for sure during this pandemic, but even without the pandemic, there's times where my kids need more of me. And so I'm focused more on my kids and what their needs are and what they're currently going through. But then there's times where the business needs more of my attention. So then I shift over. And so it's like this imperfect balance. And some days you're going to feel like, oh, I've got this. And other days you're just going to feel like, like you just want to crumble and cry and <laughs> roll up in a ball. It's just this up and down roller coaster. And so being okay with that imperfectness is such a huge deal and not, not getting too caught up in the little minute things that are not going right. Or maybe you're feeling like I should have focused on this on my business, but I didn't have time for that today. There's time tomorrow. Like, don't mm -hmm. be afraid of mm -hmm. that imperfectness. And then there's also such a power in the word no. And it took me a long time to really recognize what the power mm -hmm. that is. My personality naturally is I don't want to make people feel bad. I don't want to have to like make them feel awkward or embarrassed when they ask something of me. And so I usually was like the yes, yes, yes. But what happens when we do that is we're saying no to other things. And that sometimes that no is to the business where you need to be focused on or your kids. And so just that power of saying no is huge and learning that. I think that you and I are very, very similar with our personalities. I mean, I know we are similar in our business, but I'm totally that like, yes, girl, just because I don't want to make people feel bad. Do you know your Enneagram number? You know what? I don't. That's really sad. I, I, um, I know my like, what's it called? The Myers-Briggs, like uh -huh. ENF, I think I'm yeah, an ENFJ. ENFJ. I'm an INFJ. Okay. I think mine shifts between E and I, depending on where I'm at in my life, that changes. I think so too, because there's definitely times where I'm definitely more extroverted and whatever, but there's definitely the other times too. But that's funny. We're very, very, very similar. I'm just hearing you talk. I'm like, I could have said that exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So um, I want to kind of shift over to when you were growing your team and what that looked like. So you, you kind of shifted over to editing in 2016 and then kind of what were the steps after that for you to expand? Like how was, how did you know it was time to expand? Who was the first person you hired? Kind of tell us like that whole shift over to growing a team. Yeah. So honestly, when I first started, when I made the pivot over to private editing, I never had any intentions on growing a team. Um, at the time when I made that pivot over, it was just kind of a great way to make some extra money, be home with my kids. And the money usually went to things like vacations or, you know, just a little extra money for the family that wasn't necessarily needed to pay bills, which was really such a blessing. Um, but my husband and I made the big decision for him to leave his really well, good paying corporate job and start his own business. Um, gosh, I want to say that was almost two years ago, maybe a little over two oh. years ago. And at the time I knew, I knew like right before when we were first talking about it, before he made the jump, it was time for me to do that. Um, I needed to grow the business because then it was my responsibility in that time to provide for the family. And I had the means and that everything set up to be able to do that. And so I just knew that was the right decision. So 
I went through, I hired my very first team member, um, Jade, who was amazing. And I, I, I credit her completely for me to be able to keep growing because she was such a great first hire that it gives you that confidence. Like mm -hmm. I can do this. This yes. is, this is working. And so I, I hired Jade and then essentially within a one year period of when I think I hired Jade to where I'm at currently, I went from one to seven team members. So we grew wow. exponentially. It was just crazy. Um, and usually I would bring them on about two at a time after I had done that because we were getting so many, which was such a blessing. Let me just say that we were getting a lot of inquiries, a lot of people wanting to work with us, wanting to outsource with us. And so I knew if I brought two on at a time, I could spread that out and not just bombard one higher and just mm -hmm. be like, boom, here, you went from zero to 60. Yeah. So that's how I was able to grow it from one to seven so quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was the hurdle. I, I know we've talked about this, but the hurdle of like, can I do this? Can I run a team? Can they essentially provide for our clients, for my clients, like I would, it's like mm -hmm. all of those, like limiting beliefs <laughs> that we think we can do everything and no one yeah. else can do it. Um, but my team members, my editors are outstanding. I mean, honestly, um, Janelle Joy wouldn't be what they are, what it is without them. So get, just getting over that initial hurdle of like, I can trust someone else with Janelle Joy that they'll keep the brand. They'll take really good care of their clients because we do one-on-one, -on -one. like they work one-on-one -on -one with their own clients. And so just getting over that initial hurdle was, I think the biggest, and then figuring out, I always say, before you bring on a team, before you grow stuff, you need to figure out all of the, like, what do you call it? Kind of your workflows so that you can yes. mimic that all the way through. So you can't just hire someone and try to like figure it out as you go. You need to know, this is what we do. Have all your um, steps in place, have all of, all of that before you break through your next essential ceiling and bringing in another team member. Yes. I um, hired Rachel and did not have a CRM at all. Did not like was doing everything still with like Excel and like manually by email. And it made me like literally like lose my mind. I had, I was in the ER one day for like my mind went like disappeared because I was so stressed out. And I talked about this on another episode of the podcast, but it um, made me go crazy and switching over to like having system, like I should have done it before, but I had a backpedal because we grew so much faster. Once you have a team, you just grow and it's crazy and you just didn't expect it to launch the way. Like I was like, Oh, she'll just do a couple weddings, you know? And she did like 25 to 50 her first year. Wow. I can't even remember. She, but she, now she does 50 year and I couldn't even imagine not having the systems now because it's just I used to know all of her brides names and edit for them and like all this stuff and we had to just kind of expand our team way quicker when she came on and I had to hire so much more help because of how much work it brought so I love that you said that because I think it's so so important to know your workflows to have systems to have a way to manage all of your clients so that no one gets slipped through the cracks like it's a miracle that we didn't miss a wedding that year because Everything was just like me entering in their dates on Excel. Like that is not a good system. Yeah. I think too, you do learn as you go too. So obviously from when I hired Jade to my last hire, I have even better systems, better workflows. Like don't think you need to have everything perfect, but you do need to have 
systems and workflows, email templates. Like mm -hmm. you want, you want all of your clients to have the same experience, right? Yes. So you have one client have one experience and one have another, that's not good. You need them all to have this great client experience. And so what do you need to do to set that up to make sure that that happens? That is seriously so, so important. So where did you look to hire? Like, how did you know who to hire? Where did you find someone to hire? Like, how did you, did you post on a job board? Was it organic? How did that work? So Facebook was my best friend on that one. So there were, were like private editing, like photo editor groups. So I posted, let me think. So the first time I actually posted in a couple of those groups and I actually had um, like a photo, just a photo community photography group. Um, so I posted in there and I got like tons of inquiries, tons of applications. Um, and so that's essentially kind of what I did each time. So I knew where my people were. So if you know where your people are, that's where you go and try to find them. Um, so for some businesses, it's going to be Facebook. Some it's going to be LinkedIn. It just depends on where your people are and that's where you look. Um, I know some people even within their email list, they know that there's that's some awesome. people out there. So yeah, I think it's just really figuring out where, where your potential um, employees uh, might be and then just kind of going from there. And then do you hire them like virtually or do you, how do you, uh, I'm not hire, do you train them virtually or um, do you, how does that work? Cause I'm guessing your team is not all in Arizona, right? Oh no, we're all over, actually all over the world. I have one editor who's in Okinawa, Japan, um, wow. husband's in the military. So she's on base over there. Oh my gosh. Cool. Yeah. So, um, that's the beauty of teams can all look a little different. Like I'm sure my team looks very different than your team. Mm -hmm. We have different essentially businesses. So, you know, yes, virtually to answer your question for sure. Um, I did all of my interviews virtually, um, you know, that kind of thing. Even our, my business is very virtual. So like our photographers that we edit for are all, all over the world as well. And so thank goodness for technology or I would not Seriously, have a job. <laughs> that's amazing. That is so cool that you have been able to connect to so many people internationally. Like that is just such a cool business to be part of. And you're literally saving. I, every time I get an edit back for my editor, who's on our team, um, I say, you saved my life on this one. I've been so busy this week. And I'm sure you get messages like that all the time. Like, thank you so much for giving me my time back because I mean, that, that, that's a, we could have done a whole different interview on the benefits of outsourcing and how many life-changing experiences you've seen from your clients with taking over the editing. Like it's, you have a really cool job. So that's really awesome that you're able to thank bring you. so many women together internationally and, and do you edit for men too? I, I just assume. We do. Yeah. I mean, it's majority women. I think it's because my branding is very yeah. like pink. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, but we do, we actually have some really outstanding men that we edit for. And that is awesome. It is really cool. And honestly, it's what fuels our passion for what we do. Like what you were describing, like you get an edit back and you're like, I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Like we get messages all the time. Like I can't believe I did this without you before. Like, thanks uh, because of you, I'm able to spend time with my brand new baby that I didn't think Aww. I'd get to. I mean, it's just like these kind of messages, like you've changed my life. You've kept wow. me from burnout. Like these are what fuel our passion for what we do. Like it just keeps us going. It's awesome. That's so cool. So what have you seen as like some of the best parts of having a team or like the benefits for your business of growing your team? 
well, like I mentioned before, especially with this pandemic, like it's helped me be able to keep um, a business <laughs> and still be able to have time and the extra time I needed to spend with my kids, it's still spending with my kids. Um, it's actually freed up a lot of time for me. So in a way, it's like I'm outsourcing my, like a lot of my heavy lifting to my team so that I'm able to do other things, whether that's more on the business, more in life. Um, it's just, it's done a lot of things to help relieve a lot of stress off of my shoulders. But like I caveat this with, and I hope I said that right. Um, you've got to have the right team. You've got to have the right systems in place. And cause you can bring on a team mm -hmm. and your life will get a whole lot more chaotic, a lot more hectic. So just keep that in mind. If you're thinking of building a team, make sure that you're like in place to do so. And if you are and you build it right and you really figure out what you need for your business, not what you think is expected, but what you need, then that team is going to help you so much in a lot of different ways. That is probably the truest thing you've said on this podcast is just, yeah, helping people realize like, it's not about what people expect of you or when you grow a team, you have to do it this way because that's what everyone else is doing. It's, it's definitely building a team around your needs and your business needs and your clients' needs. And if you do that, you'll be successful because you're following what you need instead of what people expect. And, and I've seen a lot of teams start and fail and diminish and, or add more chaos to my friends' lives and stuff like that, because they're following what other people are doing instead of thinking about what they actually need. And so, yeah, that is, that is probably like the best advice for growing a team is you just need to focus on the needs of your clients and the needs of your business. And I love that so much. So what would you say, this is back to just any mom in business. What would you say to a mom in business who is just now starting their business? I honestly would say, do not fall into the comparison trap. That is like the biggest black hole you could get into. Um, I think gain your inspiration from the right people, but then put your blinders on and do you, and don't be afraid of making mistakes because you're going to make them. I still make them all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just part of running a business, part of being human and be okay with making those mistakes and learning from them and just have fun. Just have fun with it too. Don't let it, don't let it like keep you up at night constantly. Like you're going to have times where it's going to do that, but you know, having a business is great. It's awesome. It's, it's also on the flip side, it can be very stressful and you cry and you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. sleep. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's not like all rainbows and unicorns constantly, but if you're just starting out, you're in a really fun stage. You're in a really great, it's really exciting. It's figuring out your brand, figuring out your messaging. You know, I'm sure you started it because you love what you're about to turn into a business. So having fun with that. And then again, I'm just going to reiterate, do not fall into the comparison trap because it is ugly. It is so ugly and it will discourage you quicker than anything I can think of. It really does. And, and even for those who are not starting businesses, the comparison trap is super damaging and hard. And I just even see it in these teenagers these days. It is a hard trap to be in. And it is, it is scary that it takes so much of your joy and your motivation and your dreams. So don't let it because you can do whatever you want to do, even if it's the same, even if it's different. And that's what the beauty of 
having a passion and following it um, the way you want to, like the way you feel it needs to grow, the way your family's needs are, the way your clients' needs are. And just, that's why I love to talk about building a personalized business is because if you do that, even if I was even thinking the other day, there's so many um, associate teams growing right around me right now. And I said to one of my team members, like, I'm not threatened by this at all because our personalities are so different. Our clients are so different and that is awesome that they're killing it, but there's enough for all of us. And oh yeah, we don't need to fall into those traps and the, the abundance, like feeling abundant, feeling like there's enough for all of us. And I have enough clients for my personal needs and for our businesses and all that, like all of that will just help you be able to separate what you want to do and what other people are doing and just go after your dreams. So I love that. Well, and I also think too, so like, you know, if you're a photographer, I mean, I teach this specifically like coming up and really developing your signature style. So your editing style specifically with, is what I teach. Um, and within that, I also teach, like, don't compare your unique, like your style is unique to you. And so if a client comes and they fall in love with, you know, your image, they're going to want you and your image is going to be different say than even like you, Kylie, right? Yeah. So there's, there's photographers who have different styles and that they gain their clients from that. And so really just being confident in you and your creative gift and whether that's a photographer, if you're a photographer and that's your style, like just being confident and having fun with what you're creating. And knowing that not every client is going to match your style and want your style, but that doesn't make your style any less. Exactly. I love that. It doesn't make it any less. Yes, it doesn't. And that is so true. So thank you so much for doing this and for sharing all of your wisdom um, with us today. How can people find you on Instagram? How can they find your editing uh, information? Are you taking new clients or are you maxed out? Tell us. It it ebbs and flows like right now with the pandemic. It's pretty crazy. Um, We're currently, I think we're at a wait list right now, but it, it just, it changes just because of life. So always reach out because you never know where we're at. Um, we're always, I would say we're always at some point taking clients. We're not full for years. It's just, that's the nature of the business. So mm-hmm. janellejoy.com is a great way to kind of see all of that. Um, Instagram, I am janellejoy underscore photo underscore editor. Um, if you just go to janellejoy.com too, you can find all of that information. And then if you're a photographer looking, like if you had had resonated with the editing stuff. Um, again, go to JanelleJoy.com. There's some resources there for you as well. And we'll link all of this below as well. So you guys can just click over and find her. She's amazing and, and gorgeous. And if you know Lori Romney, if you're local, she takes her family pictures and they're so beautiful. So you probably have already seen her face before. Oh my gosh. Lori's pictures. I just got them hung up in my house. They're so pretty. Oh, they were so beautiful so pretty well thank you so much for being here and we are just excited to see what uh, inspiration comes for all the people listening today me too all right thanks kylie thank you for being here on the kylie mentors moms podcast if you have a friend that needs to hear this message please share hang out with us daily at kylie and studios on instagram and use the hashtag kylie mentors moms